correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings and welcome to Shared Sagas. This is going to be session 12 of our Waterdeep Dragon Heist campaign run-through. My name is Tom and I will be your friendly DM slash GM for this uh, game as per usual. Let's go around the table and meet our full cast of players for this session. Beginning with you, sir. Uh, My name is Mark. I am playing the character of Hurst. Hurst is a half-orc druid. Uh, He is generally a little bit surly, but likes sort of helping people and fostering growth. Oh, lovely. Hey, I'm Sam. I play Izzy, a rock gnome wizard. Um, So today their hair colour is teal. Oh my, (laughs) teal you say. I'm Nick. I'm playing Nick Locke, a uh, roguish fellow, rather charming, the legitimate front for the Locke twins business (laughs) and the better dressed twin. Fantastic. Hi, I'm Ben. I'm playing Lyle Hedgehearth, a trickster cleric of Taimora, also a halfling. My name is Nadia. I play Jez Locke, the other half of the Locke twins, who doesn't have an ego the size of a small son. Thereby separating... uh, It's it's because you've got nothing to be pleased about. (laughs) No, it's it's only, it's merely an ego the size of a large moon. (laughs) That's no moon. That's your mama! Oh, Oh, she will end you. So, uh, a lot happened last session. First and foremost, to explain the absence of Izzy and Hurst last Mm -hmm. session, Mm -hmm. this is what we agreed upon. Um, Please feel free to either expound or... Let's be honest, there are two theories about what they're doing. I have a horrible feeling about this. There were two theories about what they were doing. One was that you were away necking. Like teenagers. The other was that when you were in the front, you know, courtyard of the Growlhunt estate, mm. obviously with all the various kerfuffles and infiltrations and battles going on in the adjoining buildings, mm-hmm. thanks to your brilliant crossover work, you heard a kerfuffle coming from the building that was where the, the drow had infiltrated the Xanathar mm-hmm. lookout post. And they were making a bit of noise, and so we decided that you would go and investigate that to maybe help out the drow since they've you've kind of been okay with them so yeah. far or at least or at least observe and report so long story short by the time you got there it was all pretty much dealt with uh, despite the fact that you didn't actually hear any gunshots the foes in there were riddled with bullets there was a couple of bugbears and hobgoblins which is very very strange indeed you saw the tail end of one thing mm-hmm. which was the two main drow <coughs> uh, the taller one the sort of the burly fellow and another one you hadn't seen yet which, okay. which was uh, another another male drow who had sort of more blacker robes rather than the armor and so forth and didn't have guns effectively cast silence and then the two gunslingers just let loose within the silence ray and just shredded the bugbears and hobgoblins with bullets oh. and and then uh, obviously there was some sort of kerfuffle going on the Growlhund estate when they snuck out mm-hmm. so basically you knew that something was going on in the Growlhund estate yes you couldn't get to it because it was surrounded by city watch it was right. just too, it was too hot there was yeah. gri- there were griffin riders it was the whole thing yeah, 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 the, yeah, the yeah. equivalent of police 
these copters. So basically, you just laid low, and then you, I guess, probably went back to... Speak Freely Tavern. The Speak Freely Tavern. In a circuitous route. Exactly, exactly right. And so we'll match that up with... You also They also would have sent uh, one of the Dark Elves into the fray to help. Yes. Now, one of the Dark Elves, of course, you know for a fact, as he mentioned to you, can actually, you know, mm-hmm. has an item that allows him to cast invisibility. Yes. So that'll that'll give him an edge against the City Watch. And yes. so he said, listen, can, can you just go in and help out? Make sure everyone's all right. Make sure everyone's all right. And so, yeah, we'll see how fortuitous that was. Spoilers. Very. Okay, so... As we open our scene today, storm rages above the city still. The wind is high. It is almost like a gale force. And the rain is so thick. It's effectively like as you walk through the city streets, you are being buffeted by a fire hose. In a graveyard, we see Lyle and Nick and Jez all standing around looking at this green stone object with a smaller emerald grape-sized bit of stone mm. about the size and shape of a grape which looks like an eye a carved stone eye deciding whether they are going to risk putting it into the stone of Gulbor okay. or whether they're going to scarper for now and deal with that later up to you proceed do we know anyone who could maybe shed some light on this a bit or save for our treasure hunting wizard back at the docks who seems to be the foremost expert she seemed to know quite a lot let's take it to her I agree the notion of putting something like this into the eye together especially given what power it seems to exude not something we wish to do idle and certainly not at the scene of a crime this is very true surrounded of course as you are by scorched earth and dead bodies mm. including a very satisfying corpse mm-hmm. in, the, in the form of Erstal Flotsam we take one arm each mm-hmm. from the fellow with the mechanical arms <laughs> if you don't want it I'll take yours shotgun and harpoon oh of course, the dwarf that had the uh, d- detachable prosthetic weapon arms. Yeah, yeah that was a great character. No one's ever going to see. We saw him. He died. <laughs> oh boy, I bet he had a really interesting backstory. I, I imagine that character sheet would have been huge, Tom. That would have been so much, so much work. <laughs> no, thankfully I didn't make him. He's in the book, but okay, still. <laughs> so. <laughs> But, but but I'm sure that the actual writer, James Nicasso yeah. or whatever, <laughs> spent hours on him. Somewhere, James Nicasso <laughs> is crying. Or, Matt, or, Matt, or, or Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer uh, co-wrote a lot of this and actually mm. did a lot of the, the NPCs in particular. So. You may have made Matt Mercer cry. <gasps> wow, Tom, I hope you're proud of him. I'm not. <laughs> we didn't do that. Tom did that. Yeah, okay. Tom. Yeah. Why'd you kill that character? So Grinda, you recall, had obviously made a study of many things. In fact, she was uh-huh. quite such the arcane academic that all of the factions including all the evil ones uh, came to her for work and information she seems to be a very a very neutral party that's happy to sort of work for any and all who are willing to you know pay her in either information or money who knows so it's up to you whether you trust her you saved her life so she certainly owes you yes are you making your way down to the docks down to Mist Shore her floating home we routinely have to deal with people who are uh live in the grey areas of morality and so long as they, they don't you know actively participate in or, or support terrible things themselves I think we can at least be flexible be flexible yeah okay. um, I, I don't say we trust her implicitly but I also think that you know we don't want to hold her at sword point and scream at her either that's very she fair she can be reasoned with okay then well in which case then we will cut to you making quick steps through the city streets keeping a firm eye out mm-hmm. a sharp eye out I should say for any and all possible threats because especially the Xenathar seeing as they seem to have the drop on this thing exactly so because he has so many eyes can I actually ask before you on your way out of the graveyard can you please give me a perception check as I I can only imagine you are actively looking around both the Zentarum and the Xanathar guild were 20 
Oh yes, to explain for the recording also, the characters are now level 5, but you will only be level 5 after you've finished a long rest. <laughs> and now, then, then you will be taking downtime. So, what do we get? 20. Okay. Well, 19, I guess. Alright, you can see, floating, unsurprisingly, floating in some bushes very, very near where the Xanathar thugs were hiding, you can see that there is a couple of gazers. You remember the grapefruit-sized yes. spies, the eyes of the Xanathar, supposedly, who are watching you intently and have seen all. Pull out the crossbow. Okay, if you pull out the crossbow, they'll, they'll try to, you know... Move together. Move together. Well, fly, fly away. But re- realistically, if you want to shoot them down, there's not very much that they'll be able to... I mean, you, you can go ahead and take, like, three shots. And I guess if you miss all three, that'd be hilarious and I'll get yeah. away. But it, it would take three shots. I mean, yes, that seems like the logical thing. Is anyone trying to stop me? I mean, uh, No, I don't mind. I mean, they've already seen, seen us. us. They've seen us. They know. We may as well at least put them Do out of commission. Right. They're actually... Sorry. Yeah, they've actually seen us. Yeah. Yes. Damn. They saw all of that. Well, so they know. how do they communicate, though? Is this information being relayed back, like, CCTV? Or is it... Or is it like they have to go and like whisper things to people? Neither of us have nature. You you actually don't know. So the rumor is that the Xanathar has them as his his actual yeah, little remote eye. remote you know viewing cameras. Like he can at any point can choose to see through all of them. So on the off chance he didn't have to be looking at this moment, I think my logic is to quickly shoot them. <laughs> At the very least, deal with them following yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. Shoot them. If they move to cover, that means they can't see. That means that I can cast a thing. Right. Take some pot shots at them. Well, that's a natural 20. Great. What so the first, the, f- the first one just explodes in midair like a ripe grapefruit. Or well, we can just do that. The second one? Uh, that's not as good. That's about 12 or something. 12. Still hits. So, testing the weight of your new your new magical crossbow, you fire twice, and in rapid succession, both of the gazers fall dead. At the very least, you don't think you've been followed now. After they've broken line of sight, uh, we are going. I'm going to be casting past without trace. Perfect. Thank you. Yes. Mm. Okay. So, with that, then you make your way down to Mistshore and the still ruined abode of Grinda. At the present time, she is sweeping up the broken pieces of her equipment and muttering in person to herself. <laughs> As you walk in, oh goodness, what are you doing back here? Well, um, we were hoping that uh, you might take a look at this, and I think I've got it. I think I had it in the last session. Yeah, I think it's a reasonable assumption. Um, It's very important that I know that. So you have both the stone and the iron? Yes. Mm, I feel like we would have carried them separately. I'm going to leave that for the lock twins to show No, no, you're just saying that because Tom said that in that tone of voice. (laughs) No, I'm saying because there's no way I'm going to let you you keep both. No way that you would have been keeping both of them. I put them both, both them. in the same pocket. <laughs> they fell into the eye together. <laughs> okay, so... You have the stone or the eye? One or the other. Choose. I have the stone. Right, then I have the eye. I love you get Nick, nothing. Nick's oh, rationale is not like, oh, metagaming, it's like, no, my character's so petty that he won't let you Absolutely not. You would not have both. <laughs> okay, so... I believe it. <laughs> you, you then present the stone of galore and her eyes grow wide and she adjusts her spectacles. Yes. I have a, Sorry, the stone of galore. Yes. Galore. Golor. Golor. Yes. Okay. It's just, you know, it sounds... I know, I know. <laughs> so. <laughs> Come on down to stones galore. <laughs> we got stones, rocks, pebbles, no boulders. It's a giant stone with a couple of swirly arms on it. <laughs> so like an abolith with a bunch of tentacles. <laughs> her eyes grow wide with absolute curiosity and she stares and adjusts her spectacles and says, Oh, goodness, you have it. M- may I touch it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh, don't make jokes, don't make jokes. Um, uh, Can I caress it, love it? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I, I kind of look to the rest of the party for... We're um, here for a reason. Mm. Right. All, all right, um, here it is. We have the stone as well. An um, eye. Yeah, the eye. Oh, well... 
with one eye it can communicate. With? What do you mean? With the rest of the eyes. Well, with whoever's holding the stone. Right. With really? two With two eyes restored, it, it can sense the location of the third. And with three eyes, memoria damnation? It, it can return any and all memories that memoria it's wiped. Memoria Oh, right. Okay, yeah. I remember you telling us this. So this is, right, how, how they can find where the treasure is, yeah? Indeed. So she says, yes, one eye can communicate. It is sentient. Hmm. Um, as I mentioned, it's a transformed aboleth. All right. There is a look on Mark's face that is just like, nope, nope, This nope, is not nope, okay. Nope, I'm not nope. cool with this. <laughs> <laughs> not Hurst. I mean, Mark the person. Okay. <laughs> I, I believe that uh, legend says, although it's not really known, that even with one eye restored, it also can bestow some magical abilities. Such as? Well, the rumors are that they are in theme with the stone as well. Perhaps the ability to cast uh, detect thoughts or t- telepathy, or Same. maybe even legend lore. All right, I'm thinking hard at you, Jez. What am I thinking? With an eye restored, that is. With all eyes out, it is essentially dormant. I'll hold up the eye in front of my eye. She whips out a notebook and says, Oh, please put the eye in. My research will benefit from this. God. I'll be the star of the academy for a week or so before someone meets Elminster or something. I'm calculating how long it's going to take for me to dive into the submerged bay uh, that's in her warehouse. You can make it. All right, sweet. All right. <laughs> Let's give this a go. You hold it steady, and I'm going to gingerly, on the end of like a my dagger, just like poke it in. What happens then if if we can work out the location of the third? I mean, presumably they'll also know where we are, yeah? No, so. only the holder of the stone can do anything with the stone. Indeed. We wield the power. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Alright. And what's the plan then if we get this information? What are we gonna do with it? Let's get the other stones and then payday. I have to agree. Where's in a position right now where we have the closest access to untold fortune and also who can we hand it off to that isn't just simply going to kill and take us. I'm a little concerned that we're holding a transformed aboleth and whether or not it can go back to being an aboleth. aboleth. Let's be honest, you've held worse. Like, I really haven't. (laughs) And I don't want to. So, yeah, Granny, what... What's the chances of this going terribly wrong? Oh, I, I would say small to none. Galore, the Aboleth, was bound in this form permanently by the other members of the Abolethic sovereignty for crimes that he committed. Right, I'm a little bit concerned if in the society of Aboleths this thing was committed heinous yeah. crimes. Oh, rumors, <laughs> I mean, rumors of it, of their depravity were amazing. Keep in mind contextual, keep in mind the context here, it's, it's heinous crimes may have been an act of murder it didn't mercilessly crush an enemy and as a result had to be stripped and turned into a stone. You don't know. Besides, it's dormant. It has been for a millennia. We brought these two things together and we've come here for a reason. We can't back out of it now. Alright, somebody else is holding the No, you hold the stone. You hold the stone. No. Yeah, before she tries to put it down, it's going to jam the eye in it. And try so, like so squabble fight. Grinda says, I'll happily do it if you wanted someone else to. No, that's alright. We'll do it. Alright. One, two, three. Bam. Okay, dexterity checks. Give me a wisdom saving throw. No, wait, who's, who, who's actually holding it? Is it Nick or Jez? Which one? The stone Nick or the eye? Nick is holding the eye. Okay, and you're and holding Jez the stone. And Jez is holding the stone. Well, only the stone matters. Can you please give me a wisdom <laughs> saving throw? <laughs> who wants an arbalest for a sister? 
Actually, you know what? Probably an improvement. That is a solid four, friend. Okay, so as you touch the unusually cold stone, which, by the way, has always been the case, once the eye is inserted, all of a sudden, it becomes slightly warmer. And then, then a sensation of scratching at the back of your brain, like a whispered voice out the window, just outside of your mind's perception, slowly intrudes, slinks and leaks its way into your consciousness and you can hear what sound what you can feel i should say rather than hear what sounds like a very very disturbing alien presence or voice say hello god damn it nick i'm gonna kill you (laughs) oh she's possessed by an arboleth it is good to have thoughts again Uh, 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 uh hi what are you doing hello jess hi arboleth cucumber Galore is fine. Galore. You guys, I'm talking with Galore. Is that anything that we can hear? No. <coughs> Alright, what about what Jess just said? Uh, yeah, you can hear that, of course. I'm um, yeah. sorry, what? Is it communicating with you? Yes, it's in the back of my brain and it's really uncomfortable. I... Please tell me this is not a permanent condition. I look to the wizard. I- I'm not entirely sure. Oh, now you start having doubts. <laughs> You've been damn sure before. Um, Jez, the stone, <laughs> the stone says, The woman has thoughts of treachery. Oh, Jesus. She intends to alert her real master, a, a beholder, large and purple. Uh, like, I don't really, you know, no offense or anything, but you've just crawled into the back of my brain, and I don't necessarily know if I trust what's going on here. It is fated that we commune. Ask her who she serves, and read her words, if not mine. Do I feel comp- like a compulsion from? You, so I'll de- I will describe it as you definitely feel like you want to do what this being says, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. It isn't like charm or dominate or suggestion. You it's you expensive. have free will, but you feel what you would actually probably logically think is an unnatural desire to do it at once. Mm. You're just like, yeah, right. I mean, the, I mean yeah, it makes sense. It seems like a good idea. What could be the harm? Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> right, 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 right. Um, so, uh, Granny, uh, this uh, galore here says you actually serve um, a beholder. She, she looks really flustered and says, I, uh, what? what? That, that's nonsense. I serve no one but, my, but myself. Inside check. That's bad. I'm going to re-roll it. We don't, do we have inspiration? You yet? have inspiration. Do we? Okay, but you're at negative eight. Isn't it plus eight? Yeah, and but up. this is a good one to re-roll anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to re-roll. And I got an 18, which is actually... This does kind of seem important to re-roll. Yeah, so this is uh, insight. Mm-hmm. So that comes out at about a 25. Oh, she's good at the doddering old granny routine, but you think she's lying. Yes. All right. <laughs> Nick raises Uh-oh. his crossbow. Nick says... She's good at the doddering old granny. She's <laughs> lying. Right, 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 right. Which would mean the Avaleth is telling the truth, which is interesting. So, Granny, um, can't really let you just wander off now, can we? Uh, Not really. Being... She goes to cast a spell, roll initiative. Oh, yeah. Right. No, this is good. I'd much rather have her attacking us than her being like, oh, please don't kill me. I, mean, like, I would have much preferred that we this have where, um, right now. Is this where... Uh... I don't know. Are we going to let him be beaten up? Yeah, are we going to... Can we... Can... No, we're sitting at the bar. We're sitting at the bar. Guys, sorry. We 
will be, we, be, we will hopefully go through this. You should be sorry. <laughs> One way or another, this will be re- relatively. Oh no no. Eleven. You'll be sorry. <laughs> we'll be apologetic. To be fair, she was also on. De- <laughs> she was she was on death's door before we came along. So and, yeah, but she's had time. And uh, live. Mm. Jez. Eighteen. Okay. So only Jez will be going before her. She is looking to cast a spell, and her face transforms and becomes very angry and mean looking. So there's nothing really I can do from my perspective to kind of block any spell that she might cast. If, so if you grapple, conceivably, that's a, uh, that's very true. The other thing that can be done is if you save for your uh, like your hold action until the spell like manifest then you can try and attack see if it's possible to disrupt it I was thinking of just going for it now and trying to stop her from from getting there in the first place which case grapple might be the way to go yeah so I think I just want to kind of launch at her and try to tackle her to the ground just crash tackle Betty White yeah Yeah, great do it (laughs) (laughs) so please give me she'll go Betty White give me an athletic strength check so athletics yes it's a three. <gasps> so inspiration. In it, you have inspiration. Oh, I might do that. I mean, it's I kind of like the idea of being body slammed by this granny, though. Well, there's always that option. Uh, fourteen. Granny slam. Okay. So you rush over and you crash tackle Grinda down to the ground. Essentially, mm-hmm. you you have her firmly in grasp. Now I need to just check something. So, thankfully, the good news is that she can no longer do an attack spell. She can, however, speak out the magical words of teleport, which is verbal only, yeah. and with that she disappears. Yep. Tips. Still, probably better than what the alternative was coming. So now, you sit there without, really, any foes remaining. <laughs> Except for Jez, who's clearly possessed by an arbalest. <laughs> so you just see, so you see her run up and just try to. Well, it'd be funny because like you, because you do crash tackle her to the ground, but almost as you hit the ground, she just disappears mm. after barking out the words. And so it would look like you popped her like a bubble yeah. or a balloon. <gasps> it's and like she's eating a, souls. It's like when a cat goes for like a laser. Yes. Yeah. Gets the laser and it's like, where did it go? Mm. Uh, except <laughs> with grannies. Yes. yes, indeed. Not a um, granny heavy episode, I feel. Mm. Many grannies. So, what do you do now? Uh, I, 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 I need to get. This can't be the rest of my life. I can't have this thing in my brain. We what get, do I. We get I, out of here. I try putting the stone down just to see if, like, it gets out of my brain. Okay, it does. It requires contact. Oh. oh. That's not so bad. Jez just, like, goes, oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Realistically, uh, Nick, pick this up. Inside, <laughs> <laughs> check the hell out of her. No, just trust me. It's trust me. Just trust me. It's, I trust it's, you. Exper- it's an experiment. I just want to know if this is like it. Just anybody now. All right. Maybe. Maybe. Get- <clears throat> I will. Oh, I'll yeah. pick it up. You pick it up, and you can feel the voice mm. says, "We should leave. You will make good allies. She will return with those that will not be gentle." Yep, I can hear it too now. Oh god. Like a pretty creepy, yeah. Like a whisper fish in my brain. Um <laughs> Alright, I am taking the opportunity to put on Delisle. Oh, <laughs> Alright, so anyone who's paying attention to Lyle is gonna see him gathering up what papers there are in this place and then with a flint and tinder, mm-hmm. start a spark. Oh perfect. Yeah. While you are doing that, you notice that resting in the pool is oh, no. once again the apparatus. Oh, it's still there. It is back there. Oh, check, my check, God. Check, 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 check. We need to jack this ride. <laughs> While this is happening, I am going to ask the stone. Allies for what? For the retrieval of my other eyes. 
I wish to be whole. I thought, um, what's his face? Erstal took the submersible in his departure. It looks that, like it's back. That is what you were told. Yes. yes. But it may be a liar, it may be enchanted to return. Yeah, in which case, maybe not jacking it's a good idea. Oh, but it's such a good opportunity. No, let's steal it. We can steal this. We can hawk this for a lot of money. It's so <laughs> cool. Come on. Let's do it. Let's All right. What do you think, fishy brain? All right, we're in. I, I know I'm not there, but Nick has a good point. <laughs> because you hawk it off for money, it returns to the dock. <laughs> You yes, sell it again! Yes! <laughs> I see a flaw with this plan. There's no flaw. It's called the boomerang saving plan. So, for those listeners outside of Australia, boomerang is a type of stick that comes back to you. All right, all right. Oh. So you all scramble into. You say the... like it comes from the boomerang tree or something. <laughs> it falls from the boomerang tree where the drop bears live. After setting fire to her lair, you all scramble into the arcane submersible device. Yeah. You, you you nestle into the cramped quarters in this small Magitech submarine with gigantic yeah. mechanical lobster claws. For Jez, those that... Jez has had some experience driving this thing, however brief it was. Yes. Uh, you at least saw how it was done roughly. So. You, you slowly, slowly manage to, you know, work out the levers. By the way, as the fire raises in, into the sky, which burns very brightly, but very briefly before it is drenched Some by the rain. Some kind of alchemical... Yes, uh, but, but then, of course, is, is drenched by the rain. The funny thing is, using this, you can actually... Because it can crawl on land as well, it's, it's kind of small enough that it can go through sewers. You can actually swim, basically, to the uh, stormwater drains and actually scramble all the way home in this thing. Yeah, let's do it. Using the sewers. Yes, but let's not, say, take it uh, right up to the door. No, but you, you trundle it nearby? Within a block. Okay, so within a block, you clank, 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 clank. You know, cockroaches and rats scurry away from your pre- from your presence as you make your way through the sewers. You find a, a, a section of sewer that looks at the very least disused, mm. right? It's dried up, it's sort of a dead end, it sort of had crumbled in long ago. Unless somebody wanders onto it and there's not much you can do to stop that, frankly. Yeah. I mean, you can put rocks over it to kind of hide it, if you mm. like. That'll take some time, though. Yeah. Otherwise, you can just abandon it for now, uh, take the keys with you, and make your way, finally, back to the Speak Freely Tavern. Mm. So, Hurst and Izzy, you, of course, have been residing in your Speak Freely Tavern for a mm-hmm. little while now. Yes. The three urchins, and Carleen Inkfingers, and uh, Yagra, and Nalmo Raz, who is the, the tiefling with the prosthetic leg, with the mechanical sort of prosthetic leg, who is the harper, okay. the harper contact for Izzy. Ooh. Uh, for Izzy and Lyle. Okay, yep. She's kind of your immediate, I guess, handler, superior. Okay. Where you get missions from. She would have been the one that gave you the, the, the missive to go and investigate the dragon most recently. Yes, okay. Um, so she's short, stocky. She's got, you know, deep purple skin in tiefling, tiefling fashion. And, of course, you know, short, spiky black hair. And, of course, her horns are wicked cool. <laughs> and so so Yagra and the kids and Carleen Inkfingers are all, you know, e- even though it's very after hours, they're all, mm-hmm. you know, sitting around and eagerly awaiting you all to return because they were worried as heck about yeah. what, what had occurred and were waiting to hear back what had, what had happened. In that case, could Izzy and I persuade Izzy's friend Raven yes. to maybe do some laps around, not like the entire city, mm-hmm. but like right. basically just give us an advance warning of if they're coming and if they're being pursued? Absolutely. Yes, and and, and he yeah. will. Okay, so 
He will not leave the no, house, can't. but he will look out. He will definitely look out the window and and will look around all around the tower. So yeah. he has a, a bird's eye view. Of oh my god! Of everything. Tom, get out. Bird. <laughs> I'm the dungeon master now. And and su- <laughs> as a surprise to everyone, they do not arrive by street at all, no, but rather not. pop up through the basement. Yes, we do. I was going to say like, oh, why are you not parking the thing right next to the door? It's not like they don't know where we are. And I was like, right, people don't know about the basement door. We we keep we keep hearing this chunk 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 chunk. <laughs> but also, it's not right at the door. As far as you are aware, there's I'm underground, a block away. Eh, all right. Of all your many foes, mm. there is only one that you know for sure actually knows where you live, and that is Grandmother Death. Mm. Yes. But it's also not like we have taken great pains to conceal our location. This is very true. Mm. It's, it's not impossible. It's public business. Yeah, for the, it's for not those, impossible. For those in the know, they may yeah. be able to work some things out. But for example, the Xanathar, you think, has no reason to suspect you living here at all. Yeah. Mm. Most of our most of our forays have usually been under the disguise of either Xantarum, Xanathar, Demon Cult. The only ones that would have a definitive understanding of where mm. we live would be Bragg and Duff. Yes. And we haven't upset them yet. <laughs> yet. So, you all rejoin. You pop up into the bar. And of course, Colleen rushes to Lyle and just yes. embraces you and actually picks you up because she's slightly, oh, wow, nice. slightly taller than you. Yep. And just, you know, plants a million kisses on you and inspects you, you know, just sort of looks at your hair and says, Oh, goodness, are you all right? Are you all right? That was close. That was very, very, very close. She hands you she hands you a beer. Do we need to go back uh, down into the... Uh, do we have a phrase or a, like a term that we use? The to sort of The, the, the cellar, office. But like the office. The like, cellar. Because the, the, the room, the planning yeah. room, the hidden planning room is warded, as I understand it. Yes. But like, so do, if we're saying we want, we want to go down, which we have mm. our meetings in the cellar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do we need to go back down to the cellar to have a chat about... Because we, we missed you guys. We will, but let's ah. a drink first. Okay. Uh, at, that, at that point, Yagra walks over with, you know, two very, very strong drinks for the Lock Twins and says, Oh, so you made it back in one piece again. Likely through luck more than skill, as always. Definitely. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Oi! No, 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 no. no. I, I would rather be lucky than good any day of the week. <laughs> anyway, so the yes. kids run over excitedly, excitedly to you. Mm-hmm. And Nat actually will go over to Jez and will sign to you and say, Did you find who did it? <sighs> Uh, she signs back, kind of, yeah. Don't worry about it. She frowns, but then walks over to you, Lau, yes. and, and just go and goes to give you a hug. Yeah, and then just kind of like you know mm-hmm. points at a holy symbol, and then signs to you. Wasn't just Agatha. Tymora was looking after me. I'm sure. Mm. Oh. Nice. Place a hand on uh, on her shoulder, give a nod, and <laughs> likewise present uh, my symbol as well, and sign back. Tomorrow watches us make our own luck. She nods resolutely, and then she looks a bit sad, and she signs, They came, clerics and paladins, tried to raise her, but it didn't, it didn't take. One paladin was very, very rude, and was very, very angry that they, that they couldn't raise her. Well, I wonder who that was. Sorry. Got into an argument with the cleric. Hurst is like, oh, I have a fair idea who that might be. Screamed at the cleric, but she has a grand destiny. The gods should bring her back. The cleric was nice and pointed at me and says, maybe, maybe I was it. Her grand Ooh. destiny. And then the paladin was very rude <sighs> and screamed that her destiny was not to rescue, was not, was not to save the life of a street rat. Then I tried to punch him in the balls. <laughs> and, but Yagra stopped me. Uh, he, he probably doesn't have anything there to hit. Don't feel bad. He's 
he's a prick to everyone who isn't basically uh, human and rich. Nalmo walks over to you, Lyle and Izzy, yes. and she says, mm-hmm. listen, we uh, obviously I'll give you some time, but we, we really need to talk about all of this. This is something I feel the Harpers should be all over. Don't you agree? We need to adjourn yeah. to the cellar. All right, tavern's closed. Tavern's already closed. Well, it's going to be closed a little bit more. Okay. Oh, <laughs> no, is it like very politely, everybody out? Yes. Wait to take charge, Lyle. So Yagra, Yagra says, I'll see the kids home. Thank you. Hey, don't give an order that you don't know won't be obeyed. And <laughs> I look over to Carleen. Carleen, yeah. Just sort of sit there, you know, looking worried. I have to take care of a couple of things, but wait here for me. She nods enthusiastically and goes and sits in the corner and says, be careful. Be careful as well. Okay. So Nalmo will say, oh, <laughs> and she hands you a letter and says, this came for you by the way outside. It's, it's very strange. They don't send letters to many people outside of noble circles. I look at, is there a seal or? There is in fact, yes. It what is, is the, it? It is from House Castellanta. Hmm. Alright. House Castellanta. Yeah, I think they were one of the people that we identified in the list. Do you read the letter? It's a, I... it's in a beautiful envelope. Oh, it's a I... kind of thing like you would send to a, a you know for a queen's wedding invitation. You think I look to the lock twins and go, okay, because I'm really paranoid. <laughs> I can, so I can tell you a little bit about Castellantas if it helps you. We know that they're involved in the Great Game in some way. They're a philanthropic house that have fallen on hard times. Uh, their fortunes have been reversed of late, and they are bankers by trade. It's unknown at the moment as to whether they are masked lords. Okay. Uh, they don't don't appear to have any link as far as I can tell from the satchel of letters that to be involved with the demon cult. That being said, everything that you've just described um, certainly breeds an environment for desperation, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone want to put their hands up as to uh, admit to not being desperate at the moment? Well, uh, also, just uh, anyone who has fallen on hard times and then suddenly turns it around one way or another, they're usually up to no good doesn't need to be magical, doesn't need to be related to any evil force that could just have done something right. bad, so... This is a seller conversation, by the way. Yes, yeah, so I, proceed now, with yeah. caution. Now, now Mo says, anyway, I would uh, I, I would just be suspicious of that, that's all. Good. We haven't got sure anything I... on them yet, but the Harpers on and off have looked into them. So, what... Izzy, Izzy goes behind the bar for a second. Is there anything, like... Iron, uh, a knife or something like that? Yeah, of course, absolutely. Okay. Made of iron, I'm going to assume. Uh, 100%, yes. Excellent. Would, so, would, would, what, what they most... do mm-hmm. is, instead of breaking the seal on the back of the envelope, okay. they're going to open it up a different way oh, by cool. using one of the knives, as a, an iron knife, as a as a letter opener. I, I love how paranoid I've made everyone. This is <laughs> This is fantastic. So you, Damn it, Tom. <laughs> so you do it that way? Yes. Okay. So, so not breaking the seal on it. Sure. But yeah, opening up the other way and just opening it up. Is it is <laughs> it one of those letters that's like... The, is it one of the letters that is its own envelope or is it in a... No, case? it is in an envelope. Okay. So, mm. yeah. So once again, it smells like roses. It smells like perfume. And it I is trust written, it even less. <laughs> yes. It is written in a beautiful hand which actual golden ink... So oh like my god. Golden ink. Uh, we sell this for, you know, 10 gold. So the letter basically says, you know, Dear future friends, we heard of your magnificent rescue of our very esteemed peer, Reynard Neverember. Clearly you are folk of great skill and daring. We understand that we may have gotten entangled into the same mess. We would like to work together with you. Please come to consider yourself welcome to come to our estate tomorrow for lunch. Uh, signed Amalia Casalanta. Hard times, huh? Who's, uh, I mean, 
a lot of people seem to think it's important to look like they're rich even when they're not. To be clear, they fell on hard times mm-hmm. notoriously mm-hmm. Uh, like a couple of years ago, but then their fortunes dramatically reversed. reversed. Uh. They are one of the wealthy. They are probably in the top five as far as noble families go. Unlike the Gralhuns, who are bottom feeders, these are everything that nobles want to be. They are like one of the top three because their business is banks and money lending. They, they, right. actually, they actually own and run all the banks in Waterdeep. They are the money uh. Okay. Yes, with the exception of Mert. Exactly so. I bet that puts him in their good books. Yes. But having said that, though, also as far as on record, probably the most philanthropic of all the noble houses. Rebuilding large portions of the city, doing great things. Which portions? Actually, surprisingly, not just the rich portions. Okay. You know, like actual, they seem to be genuine as far as that matters to her. They give great donations to the temples. Mm. Most of the donations to the temples, uh, all temples, you know, good, neutral, etc. Technically evil because they also give to Umberly, but then everyone does. It's one Mm. of those things. Uh, But yeah, there you are. That's what you know. But for now, to the basement, I believe. Yes. Uh, Nalmo says, so, when you're done, maybe I'll be by tomorrow and we can have a chat. Sure. So, with that, she leaves. I'm obviously the Harpers, they're going to want to get right in on this because uh-huh. that's, you know... Yeah, they do. <laughs> this is, like, exactly their business. So, you are now alone. Carlene is the only one that remains upstairs, apart from life, of course. Yes. And you all converge in the basement downstairs in your secret room. Right. Keeping a sharp eye out as you enter, of course. Gotcha. All right. So, what happened after we left yesterday? Let's put it... Short version. Short version you want, short version it is. After you went to investigate what the Dark Elves were up to, we were able to make our way into the Grailhund estate. We found the the Nimble Bright. Nimble Bright managed to uh, nearly escape. Fortunately, Jez and Nick were able to catch up. I had a bit of a close call with Erstal, who uh, managed to escape, but fortunately, the member of Bragg and Darth that the two of you sent were able to steal me away from Tomorrow's Grass. Whoa. Oh, that's a good thing we said that. Uh, sorry, just going back. When you say that uh, Nick and Jess caught up to the Nimble Ryan, what's the status state. of it? Uh, yeah, the yeah state. what happened to it? I look over to either of you two. I just pull the head out of the bag. Oh, okay. Oh, Fair enough. Oh, oh. That's mounted in the square like a little monument. Okay. I mean, oh, sorry. I know it's it's I, mm, mm. just cobs like that clock you stole. I didn't steal it. It's still there. It's just oh, that like, I stole. I know. It was, oh. I know it was wrong. Like it was broken in in the Inside. way that it perceived or whatever. But it was. I mean, by most definitions, it was technically alive. So that just seems a bit weird. Anyway, there are a great many things that have that were alive that weren't on account of us. Yes, that doesn't. But that doesn't mean you have to sort of. I was thinking for memorial purposes for Agatha. <sighs> I don't know if that's going to make it. And this is Let's we're getting sidetracked. We made the observation that Erskill returned to the Grailhund estate after he had managed to escape with a locket that Lady Grailhund uh, had upon her person. We were curious as to why. We discovered that there was a secret passage located in the kitchen that led to a temple to Asmodeus. Oh, oh great. And also a teleportation circle that, thanks to Jez, we were able to follow. To where? To an associate of ours. You've met her. Hurst hasn't. Yeah. Rinda Gwalesh. That old lady with the lobster. Yes, it seems. The, the one, the one that, the one that we, the dragon's living with. Uh, the dragon isn't living there at the present. Wait. Whoa. Wait. Dragons can't come in the city. No, no. Oh, oh no, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> or it's just like a dragon, like a title. We will we'll need to also talk about the dragon at some point because apparently dark elves have been 
um, responsible for taking its hoard. Yeah, what? actually, that doesn't surprise me. You're right. interrupted by Grandma Locke opening the door and walking in. Oh, what? Oh, don't mind me, don't mind me. I just thought you might want so I baked these earlier today, and she just has a big tray of muffins, and man, her oh, muffins, her muffins, you could actually, like, break a rock with them. There's a murderous Mama. look from me to the lock twins right now. Oh, there you go, Granny. Yeah, we've, we've talked about boundaries. We personal have. space. Yes, we have, dear. She pinches your cheek. <laughs> now you have a muffin. But have a muffin. You can't keep her out of anywhere. She's just, she picks the lock. Oh, this is a nice secret there, though. Look at Granny, it. please. Do you want to go with... That particular map, it's not very recent, is it? Oh, that Wait. one's recent. There we go. Wait, which one isn't recent? The that one, one that was in here when we found oh. it. Oh, well, this! She walks. She walks over to your map, and she she picks up uh, a, one of the small quills underneath, and just goes to Mark and says, "Oh, well, no, that what? one does." She crosses out one of the Xanathar storerooms. Wait, you know the ones that were on mm-hmm. your map? Yes. Oh no, no, no! I what, took what, care of what? this one. That's <gasps> not there anymore. Can you tell me of any more that you've taken? Ah, uh, well, we took that one. We did. That one's gone. And that one... Oh, we lost someone on that one. But that one's gone too. And she crosses another one off. Nick, Jez... Granny, do you care to explain what you mean? Oh, uh, you know, a long, long time ago, I think, your your parents took out one of those storerooms. Uh, it was one, it was a place where the Xanathar Guild, they were storing a large number of their illicit goods. And we thought, well, we'd like those instead. And so we took them. Sounds about right. <laughs> at a game for a moment, I literally thought what was happening is our grandmother was sneaking out at night and like, <laughs> <laughs> taking down what? <laughs> to be fair, why not? Well, in this, she's very capable. In this of. world, it makes sense because, like in a lot of these worlds where you level up over time, yeah. in theory, the she's senior citizens 20. would be like, "Yeah, yeah. crazy oh powerful, especially it's like they're mages or something." You know, a level twenty. Rogue. Where their physical capability has no bearing on their ability to exactly. Also, just there, do you know that there's a metal man at the door for you? Um, okay. is he a man selling metal or is he made of metal? Oh, he's made of metal. Remember the incident with the blind man? Oh. I sure do. (laughs) Oh, the screams! Anyway, um, so she she goes to leave and says, "Now, don't worry. I didn't I didn't lead him down. I told him to wait at the door, even though he's in the rain. I don't think he minds. He's made of wood and metal. Captain, he might rust, though. I suppose. Maybe I should bring him into the bring him inside, Grandma. Set him down and uh, get him drawing. He seems very. We think it's this one, the snibble, right? It'll be um." Nim, because we've had our overall experience, as I'm given to understand, has been look. 50, if it's 50. not, if it's not him, Granny well, can take Nim, him. Wasn't Nim supposed to come and live Nim with us? Nim is supposed to come live with us. All right. Yeah. With that, she leaves and closes the door. All right. Before we move on any further, I'm starting to wonder if we just have a better chance renting this room out. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing as everyone seems to know about it. Can you look? I mean, obviously, can you check the muffin? Uh, she, I assume that she's just means well and that she's a lock, so she just oh, sees them and gets in. She's probably baked a pair of muffins in each one for us. N- what? She made a cake the other week. She made a pie or a cake with a scarf in it for Jez the other week. She's mad. Okay, she but like, fun. my point is, is that I just... Oh, I'll eat one of the muffins. Do you, yeah, do you trust her? Oh, yes, yes. It's just likely to have a nice surprise in it. And it will be nice. It just don't need it. <laughs> okay, yep, yeah, alright. So, sorry, you, you were talking about this person that I haven't met, but everyone else has met. Yes, I say, looking pointedly at the secret door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, I'm going. 
<laughs> no, no, so she, I mean, and, and bear in mind, like, she, she just came in, like, you didn't even notice that she was in the room until yeah. she was right next to you. So yeah, she was, yeah like, that is. None of this is reassuring to me. No. <laughs> but isn't, like, the room warded in a way that if the doors close, you can't, or is that just magically? No, it, it's, it's, it's. It's warded against scrying. It, it's warded against scrying. Okay. Not against old, old ladies shuffling in. It's not against or, or, you know, middle-aged investigators or whatever. <laughs> the just, like, so. we could get, like, a, a heavy bar. bar Deadbolt type thing. Yeah. Oof. Head and bar across the door, up above where you can sort of maneuver it. It's not very a, complicated, but it'll work right. for with, now. With some frustration, I cast Thormatoja to slam the door shut. Okay. It's, it's shut. Please, sorry, please, please continue. Where was I? Right. Grenda. Grenda was near dead, thanks to Erstal. Thanks to Erstal becoming frustrated with um, what little help she was able to provide about the the Stone of Galore. Fortunately, we were able to put a healing potion to work, which, hey. as it turns out, probably wasn't our best investment. I'll talk about that in a moment. Before she before she got stabbed, Grinda sent Erstal onto Grinda's family crypt, which is where she archived a bunch of her research materials about the Stone of Galore, which she seems to um, have made something of a uh, passion project. Huh. Erstal had one of the eyes, one of the three eyes that belonged to the stone. Grinda was able to tell us that when we had the other two eyes in the stone all together, it can wipe the collective consciousness of a specific memory. Um, when you say collective, you mean... Everyone on favorite. Wow. Alright. Memoria Damnatia. Um, um, so, okay. That's, yeah. Okay. Think, think about what we know about Dagot Neverember mm. and what it was that he got up to. So, ah... Mm. Uh, right. That's a problem. So, it seems that the Stone of the Three Eyes is the key to restoring the memory as to where the treasure that Neverember embezzled is located. The problem there is also then that it seems like if you restore, uh, I guess this is a long-term problem, but it seems like you restore everyone's memory, everyone remembers it once and then suddenly... And then all of a sudden pile on. Depends how much, depends how widespread it's known, but let's continue. Yeah. Lady Grailhund had one of the eyes. The suspicion is that um, Reyna Neverember has one of them as well and has since been taken. The locket. The locket. Oh. Right, well, that sort of still helps narrow it down a bit. Erstal had uh, Lady Grailhund's eyes and was at uh, Grinda's family crypt, which is where we all went to. Mm-hmm. And it seems that the Xanathar have been following him pretty closely as they were laying in wait to ambush. We dealt with them and we dealt with us. And now we have the stone and we have the eye, but... Wait, wait. We yes. actually physically have it. We have... Both the Stone of Galore and one of the eyes, Lady Grailhund's. Okay. So wait, 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 you have a... Jez, do you, do you present it to, uh, for everyone to look at? <laughs> I throw it in the air and I say, catch. No, 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 no. As I was about to say, it's also awoken if you seem to touch it. What do you it's mean? a woke arboleth. It's an arboleth? It was. Still is, I guess. We need to destroy it. Mm. No, we need to, no, we need to destroy it. I'm not sure we can. What's why? That's an it's ar- an arboleth. All right, I... they are powerfully evil and wrong creatures. It's an aberration. Okay. Be that as it may, I, I don't think we. <laughs> it's an aberration, it. and you're talking to a druid. Yeah, no, I, I, no. Wild legitimately wants to know because yeah, yeah. the only arboleth he's ever had experience with is in stone form, and they seem all right there. <laughs> Except for the. Except if that you day. touch it, then it speaks to you. I he says know. as he's holding, holding it out, like. I can't believe you're touching that with your bare hands. All right, At the me... very least, can you put it away? All right, let's finish up the last part of this. Uh-huh. And then we'll... Yes, please. And then we talk about what happens next. Grinda is working with Xanathar. Ah! 
Is there anybody in this city who isn't with one or the other? Well, it's water deep. I don't know what to tell you. It's water deep, baby. It's water deep. Oh my god. Sorry. Grilla was able to effect an escape before we were able to do anything about the sudden and new allegiance, which I should mention was revealed to us. Um, by Galore, mm-hmm. who seems to have awakened after the eye had been placed in there. If we get a second eye, mm-hmm. we can use um, each element of those artifacts to find the third. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't like this at all. I you know, really don't like this. What you'll like even less is that apparently old Galore here is quite eager to get all his eyes back. I, I don't think he. Ca- I don't think he cares about us finding the treasure. So I suspect there's some it. ulterior motive there. It. Fair. Yeah, I can assume it's an it. But most aberrations actually Let's prefer to separate themselves from the personhood, yes. and so go go by the it. Uh, Zarephar, for example, is an it. Mm. Most, most most beholders are. The only thing that I would put forward is that this thing would have had to have three eyes at one point in order to affect its great unworking on the minds mm. of everyone around. So I'll, I'll just ask him, why do you want your eyes back then so badly? <laughs> So you were missing some of your eyes, wouldn't you want them back, buddy? Right. Yeah, no, he's like, to be whole, to remember everything. Does it assume that it wants to be whole? Yes, <laughs> it just wants to, I, I, you know, to be fair, if I was missing one of my eyes and it could be replaced, I'd probably want it back too. My concern mm. is that whoever used it last may have been... I don't think just anybody should use it when it's whole. No, that's probably a good idea. Someone of strong will, I imagine. Yes. So let's very quickly recap then. Grinda knows at least four of us now and knows that we're in possession of this artifact. She's working for Xanathar. In addition to which we uh, had a close call with a couple of gazers outside of the family crypt that Dallas are also aware of this. Yes, so Xanathar at least knows. The yes. Zents do not at this point. As far as we know. Yes. Bregan Darth, I think, has reason to suspect if nothing else. In addition to that, we also have someone by the name of Grandmother Death. Yes. That's unrelated to this. I'm talking about what happens next and she seems to feature fairly prominently. Well, I offered her that squid-faced fellow's head in place of Jez's. You offered her a mind flare? Head. Oh, so you've told them now that... Wait. Yes, that that came up last week. Okay. So cards on the table. Everyone who's holding on to something that is going to be of some importance to the party, let's put it out here now while we're all gathered around. For one, we have Grinda's submersible vehicle located about a block away in the sewers. Right. Okay, that's me. Who else wants to put something out there? Place one of the muffins in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) Nick Lock, I swear to Ty Mori, if there is something that you are holding from us and I find out about it later, you will feel the backhand of Ty Morris curses upon you. Wow. Backhand of that course. I um Oof. I have something to say. I uh I drank the bottle of Elverquist. <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> wow! Do you have any idea um, what that is worth socially to elves? <laughs> so then what did I drink? <laughs> I filled it up with tea. I thought it tasted like nonsense. <laughs> you <laughs> well, technically no. I drank tea out of a nice bottle. <laughs> That's great. You drank out of the bottle? Everyone has inspiration back. <laughs> All right then. Hurst is angry. Yes. <laughs> Not because about of the Arbalef. About the Arbalef. Well, yeah. well, uh, Hurst. <laughs> General yeah. rage. I think the Elverquist was. Did, Her- no, Hurst is like <laughs> sketchy about the Arbaloth at best. It's just like we yeah. we shouldn't have this at the best of times. The Elverquist, <laughs> Hurst knows what it means. Like he knows what it's worth, you know, financially, but it also what it means socially. Socially to elves, and that's why he's upset. Right. Well, I'm, I'm an elf, fuck. and I socially drank it with myself. 
<laughs> what else do we have that we need to know that isn't... It's good. It's good that we're getting it all out here. What else? The healing process. Unpick the scab. Uh, we need to find Squidworth's head and give it to Grandma Squidworth? Death. Squidworth? Squidworth. The uh, Squidface fellow. The Mind Flayer. Never got his name. The Mind Flayer. Yes. The, you're going to get his head and give it to Lady. I figure we're going to run into him at some point anyway if we're messing around with Xanathar. Who no, might know we're not running into anything to do with uh, Well, it's either that or Jez or Lady Death does. I mean, she seems to be quite powerful from what I saw. That's the rumour. See, I figure at some point Xanathar's probably going to send... If we keep mowing through his underlings, at some point he's going to send a lieutenant against us. At which point we can kill two birds with one stone, as it were. Or get killed. In which case, still two birds with one stone. In that we don't have to worry about either problem anymore. Either way, the problem is solved. Two problems for one. I don't necessarily think that the Xanathar necessarily see our deaths as the end of what they want from us. No, but... Much in the same way as Lady Death did. True, but perhaps the Arboleth Retrieval. Or that, or she wants the tavern, but I figured you guys wouldn't want to give her that. She wants the tavern. What? Yeah. She's not getting the tavern. Precisely, hence the so, Mind Flayer's head. So, so she wants either a Mind Flayer's head or this tavern. I'd drive a mean bargain. I think it's... Hard uh, what do you call it? Uh, a Blood money. Blood, blood money. A wear guild. That's the one. A wear guild. Technically, she wants you to agree to sell the tavern for a very, very sizable sum to her patrons. Not, no, not to give it to her. Is that something you're putting forward? No, I'm giving a half-cocked version. <laughs> because I don't want you to agree to it. So I'm just... I was there. Yeah, you were there. You, you, may, you may clarify. I know, because I'm, I'm just like, we're not giving her the tavern. I, I, agree. Mean, I, don't, I don't go into details. I don't Fair trust enough. what they want with any of this. I don't trust her. I don't want to give her anything. I think it's all just a bad idea. Because right. I've just got my room the way I like And also, it. I just don't yeah. trust that she will be done with us once we deliver the head. Nope. Alright, so let's talk about what else there is. According to Tabitha, our private detective is a Rakshasha, and uh, the prior uh, owner of this tavern might also be uh, a hag. Oh, let's not be too harsh. Mm, you know what? That doesn't really surprise me. The Rakshasha worries me. Uh, with reason. You know what? It just seems like everyone's terrible in this city. I'm just noticing it for the first time now. You think? <laughs> Everybody's something, and that something is awful. Yeah, that's... Yeah, you're... Who, who's the currently the Not city. the freshest banana in the batch, are you? Uh, L'Oreal Silverhand is the open lord. Probably find out that he's just a bunch of rats she, taped. She, she's she. probably just a bunch of rats taped together or something. Hmm. Yeah, it's called a king rat. It happens in the sewers when uh, <laughs> they get stuck in cold weather. <laughs> their tails freeze together in a bunch of their um, uh, feculent and uh, whatnot. Yeah. No, Makes very good bolus. Just to just to recap as far as pressing things go, you have got only a ten day or so to give Grandma Death something. We have you, to do it by the end of the season. Well, Jarl Axel wants an answer as to whether or not you will intend to work with Breg and Darth on this on this matter. So you have to decide what to do about that. Whether you intend to work with them or whether you intend to not work with them. And you also have to decide how much of this you're going to be giving to your actual harbour contacts. Mm. I mean, all, the, all the Emerald Enclave. And all the Emerald Enclave and or uh, the Black Stuff. Mm. So these are all things you probably want to agree on as a priority. All right. And so, if that's everything, we need to make some decisions. While this room remains as secret as it currently is. I mean, even if people know about it, we can still not be scryed in here, which is useful. Look, in all honesty, our latest infiltrator gave us a whole heap of intel. 
Can this stone be detected? Do we know? Is it? Let Probably. me take a look. We couldn't find it. Doesn't look like anyone could find it magically. Uh-uh. Uh, when you start to put it together, that's what worries me. Mm. Power grows, you know. I would have to assume if there was a method of locating it outside of uh, the eyes. Pretty, yeah, the eyes. There wouldn't be such a scramble. Exactly that. Mm. I mean, obviously, Izzy, you and I will be able to probably um, put that to the test. I think then, if it can't be detected, we just bake it into a cake, stick it in the kitchen, and it's probably pretty safe there. I mean, you honestly think about it. They break into the place. They're going to check the bank. They're going to check the holding places, all the secret places. They're not going to rifle through a cake. I'm actually, I'm actually serious. <laughs> and, yeah. They might. Yeah. yeah. Depending depending on how well it can be detected. Or how so, nice the cake looks. You know, how about just a loaf of bread then? Just bake it into a loaf of bread. We'll just leave it under the counter. We should absolutely check it just in case. Let's just check. I mean, for no other reason that we put, we've changed it by putting the eye into it. And it seems to have awoken something. Let's see what mm. else it's awoken. Well, let me take a look at it. Very good. You know, we could commission like a really complex looking safe. A heavy thing about this big with a bunch of series of intricate locks that actually do nothing. And we just pop that in our most secure room and we bake this thing to a loaf of bread and leave it on the counter. <laughs> As Nick is talking, yes? <laughs> Izzy just kind of gently shoves him aside. <laughs> just... Mechanically, how does that work? <laughs> just just small of your back. I was going to say, yeah, like, <laughs> do you have, like, I feel like, so, so just to the cube square law, yep. I feel like it's going to be very hard for you to do. So, uh, you can do a history check on the Stone of Gabor, or an, actually an arcane check, if you like. Um, yeah, I'll fun. do an arcana check. And do, definitely in your downtime, you can do some more research on anything. Yes, oh, yeah, because yeah, we're going to have a bit of downtime. Look, on, honestly, right? my arcana and history are the same. Mm-hmm. So Great. it's all good. Do it. 16, uh, 23. Fantastic. So, okay, so you actually know a little bit about it mm-hmm. and, and, and can learn more is the important yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. The, the rumors are that it basically can't be found or detected mm-hmm. or altered mm-hmm. by mortal magic. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it can't be, you can't, you, you can't transform it you can't turn it invisible you mm. can't find it, it it's yeah. almost immune to, to sort of most mortal magic right. consequently breaking it I think is probably yeah, that's what so I was yeah, thinking it doesn't yeah, have any sort of like yeah this is a throw in the fire from whence it was forged kind of situation it's yeah, not yeah. destroyed by no, any it, mortal it, means so basically the way that basically, the way that Izzy goes about it is that they they see if there's any like residual like kind of like if you're carrying a freshly baked loaf of bread through a room nice. or something okay um, like if there was like a trail of something left when either of the lock twins brought either. either oh, I see. No, no, no. You, you honestly think it's pretty clean. Uh, you also know that it mm. can confer some abilities. So when you, when, if you attune to it, uh-huh. so as in do a short rest and attune, like you attune to any mm. magical item, yep. you can do so. And if so, then you actually are given <laughs> some magical powers. You can cast legend lore once per day. Uh-huh. Uh, you can cast detect thoughts and. Um, t- right. Telepathy. Okay. Useful. That is tempting, but uh, no. <laughs> yes. So, yes. there you are. That, okay. That's what you know. Are we having downtime soon? The only thing you need to decide before downtime, just yeah. because of the time frame, is what, if anything, you tell the Harpers, yeah, and what, if anything, you tell <laughs> Brigandar. I, I don't mind telling them. I'm happy to ally with them without giving them a whole bunch of information. So how much do you want to actually tell them, then? That we are on the hunt for the stones, that we are happy to, you know, if they, if they hear any tips about where the stones are, we'll tell them, and vice versa. And we may be in possession of one stone. No lies, no... 
Okay. I wonder if there's there is a benefit to having the Harpers at least aware. If we if we tell them this, then at the very least they can keep an eye for any of the Xanathar looking for us in the neighborhood. I don't particularly like the Harpers, but I don't much like the Emerald Enclave either. So. I like the Harpers the least of all the people that are arrayed against us right now. The most. I don't, I don't think that the Harpers are arrayed against yeah. us. I, I don't necessarily yeah. trust them to be full allies. I, you know, it's entirely possible that everyone's infiltrated. Everyone else is organized. I feel they're as likely to take an office for you know. So the only thing that I would, so the only thing I would point out is that the Harpers themselves are the ones responsible for this crying safeguard. So they probably already know anyway. There's every chance of it, but also if we trust them with that, I think there's more with which we can trust them as well. I mean, you are members. <laughs> so when you, yeah. you say the yeah. Harpers, you're including yourself. But not all of us are. No, 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 no. That's and very true. a good cause. That is very true. Obviously, Jazz and I have good reason to be suspect of the Harpers. I have yes. no earthly idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so yeah, but you know, at this point, you know, if you if you feel that you know, I'd like, tell them as much as you want, I guess, but try and keep it on the as frugal frugal yeah. side. I just I just imagine scenarios where they come and take. Office for the good uh, of the realm. Yeah. So that seems to have a criminal background. So that seems to lead us into very much the next thing, which is why do we want to keep it? To find the treasure. And that is the answer. That's the one that we need to put on the table right now. We are the closest to finding this treasure. Money, yeah, money incalculable. Money that we would never need worry about anything ever again. True. Plus, be folk heroes, and the rest can go back to never remember in the city, as far as I'm concerned, as long as I get my cut. Are we doing this? Well, you weren't there for that conversation. Uh huh. Well, never proposed that you know if we were to find it or if anyone to find it most of the money he would return because it was stolen from the city works in the first place we of course would get a sizable cut and I'm quite okay with that this is Rain I never remember we were talking yes. about yes it's his father that stole it stole it in the first place I'm aware of that that was also the that was the suggestion that uh, Jarl Axel made as well yes his intention was basically just to give it back to the city mostly because of the impracticality of keeping it if yeah. you, even if you were he wants it for the good um, goodwill he wants it for the goodwill I'm quite happy to become a bit of a folk hero and uh, you know earn a little bit of a cut in the meantime there's some reasons for finding it Jarl Axel seemed confident that he could possibly uh, negotiate for a you know 10% financial Fee, which would yeah. still be, you know, 50,000 gold. Alright, this does this bring us any closer to an agreement? So far I've heard largely from Nick Locke. What about, what about the rest of us? I mean, I don't know what to do with the money. I don't necessarily think that we that should stop us from doing this, though. If for no other reason than to stop everyone else from getting the money and the artifact. Uh, but ideally, I'd like to drop the artifact into the deepest trenches of the ocean. I would like to help, but if we can find this this hoard treasure trove first and put, you know, get our cut, of course, and then put the money back into the city, then we can then we can go and drop it down the nearest trench. <laughs> I am in agreement with both Izzy and, surprisingly, for maybe the first time, my brother Nick. Start clocking all that. I'm very much in favour of Rainer Neverember being the one that disseminates this wealth. He he founded orphanages for people like for people like our recent adoptees, for people like myself. Mm-hmm. It represents perhaps the clearest good that can be done. I think having Jalaxel handed over to Neverember serves two purposes there. Were you going to put a trust in Jalaxel to do this thing? I think if we arrange it with Neverember beforehand, he has to swing to make sure that it gets I reinforced. Think, I think if I think if Jalaxel has to work through an intermediary as opposed to being able to claim credit for himself, then it's going to undermine this notion of goodwill that he's trying to foster. Well, we can discuss that with him, I guess. I, will point I out, would prefer not to. Well, okay. The other thing, too, that's worth mentioning, if you think about more altruistically, the chaos recently, all of it, 
has stemmed from this. The Zanasar, the Zents, all the deaths, all the crime, the bad kind, not the good kind, has all stemmed from this. So if nothing else, finding the damn thing will remove a lot of incentives for the violence that's been plaguing the city for the last few months. No, it never goes away. Mm. It's certainly less... You must admit, a few years ago, when the Zents and the Xanathar were not at each other's throat, there was a lot less chaos in the streets. It is it is much worse now than it has been, mm. historically. True, but I, I see no reason why the Zents wouldn't necessarily want to abandon it, just because one opportunity has gone away. No, but I mean, without having been found, things may... Xanathar may just decide to take his hat out of the running, as it were. Certainly the feuding, the nobles will stop killing each other in the streets with giant fireballs, at least. That is a direct result of this. The prize is too great. It drives them to madness. All right. They go back to their subtle courtly intrigues of just poisoning each other. <laughs> My vote is that we find this treasure and we give it to Raynar, minus as we've ad- identified our cunt. I would like to include Jalaxel into that. Maybe as a side thing somehow, but yes. Okay, so that's... Well, I think two... Jalaxel wants the cunt, I think. No, but I mean, he, he, he wants the credit. We somehow give him the credit he wants. Okay, so that's two different proposals on the table there. Okay. I mean, my proposal fits into your proposal. I... Subheading. I am... Jalaxel... He's done right by us so far. He's played with us so far. Saved your life by proxy. Didn't have to do that at all. I know, there's something about that Jarlaxle. I like him. You get us all Griffin. <laughs> you get us all Griffins if we play our cards right. There's only one Griffin for me. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Ravenclaw. <laughs> we have a connection. But yeah, like, I mean, call me naive, but I quite like Jarlaxle. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably dealt with us more straightly than almost anyone else in a strange way. Certainly more than we've dealt with him. Yeah. There you go. I feel, And I feel his request doesn't interfere with the rest of the plan. Never ever can still have the money to do the good public works with. Jalaxel just wants the credit. This is all assuming that Jalaxel goes ahead with this. Well then, we just simply never give him the money. We simply pass it straight to Neverember and say to Neverember, could you please say that Jalaxel helped arrange this for the goodwill? There we go. No risk, essentially. Aside from tipping our hand a little sooner than we might like to. This coming from the guy who also thinks that taking a mind flayer's head and giving it to an assassin is going to be an easy thing. It's a rich tapestry, okay? <laughs> All right. Speaking of which, we still need to hock those tapestries we took a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh my god. Truth. All right, so it sounds like then we have two for the lock. Funnily enough, we have the lock's proposal on the table. Uh-huh. We have Hedgehart's proposal with one vote. I haven't heard yet from either Izzy or from Hurst. I mean, like I said, I just want to stop that Aboleth from falling into the wrong hands. And same here. And, you know, I think we can probably, as much as anyone deserves any kind of money, I think we probably uh, will do no worse and possibly better, at least some of us, than anyone else. (laughs) I'd rather see this money go to us than finance the Xanathar or the Xantarum. I think we do it. I mean... Okay, but do we include Jalaxel in here? And I'll remind you that you seem to have some strong misgivings. Well, Jalaxel's... I don't trust Jalaxel as a person. It's a bit too focused on money and power, but I don't think Jalaxel wants even this money. I think Jalaxel has, like a lot of elves do, eyes on a longer-term prospect and longer-term financial gain. Not that the money probably couldn't help him achieve that, but I think Jalaxel would be content with us helping him make inroads in one way or another. 
So it sounds like you're casting your vote with the lock's proposal. It's as good an idea as any I've heard. Lock it in. Um, Is he? Oh. Oof, that was awful. I mean, my thoughts pretty much align with Hurst. I mean, in all honesty, Jalaxel's plans might not have anything to do with us in the long term. Hell, if he maybe he could be playing such a long game, we'll all be gone by the time his plans jump into effect. Maybe we don't know, but in all honesty, he doesn't want any of the money. So he says. Well, hey, we'll have the money in the end, him or us. All right. Mm-hmm. There are four on the table for including Jalaxel into this. I'll stand by the group's agreement. I don't think we need to bring him straight away. I just think he he has helped us, and he wants recognition out of that. I don't think we really bring anybody into all parts of this. It's Especially not with a powerful artifact involved. I don't know, we just drop his name and yeah, drop his name in and that's it, really. I would rather as few people know the full details as possible. Don't forget, just to recap, he as a reminder, he was going to be dropping by like very soon, probably even tomorrow, to get your answer on whether you we're and and Darth were going to be aligning okay. in this endeavor. He'll expect an answer tomorrow, regardless of what you tell him, of course. Well, I think we can say that we are aligned, although we weren't necessarily fulfilling the data. We're happy to if our proposal goes forward and we're happy to give him the goodwill that he wants should we find the tra- find the vault and what we want to return is essentially information uh, you know about anything pertinent to this goal that way we don't really have to tell him anything he's been he's been honest about that he's not necessarily the most trustworthy or uh, helpful like he, he's honest about we what we trust he him because he says he's not trustworthy <laughs> well you can tr- you can you can trust him that he's acting in his own interests yes others who say that they're here to help and whatnot they're the ones that we have to worry about. I feel like once we've been on a couple of dates, him and I, then I'll have more of a sense of his yes. character. Yes, good so. insight. I feel like if I feel like if Xanathar were given reason to be polite and gotten uh, Jezza Griffin, we would be aligning with him right now. Then let us thank our let us thank our lucky stars and gods. We are, that did not happen. We are very easily bought. Well, that sounds like you. Second proposal. Yeah. Uh, for the holding of the stone, I thought about it, and uh-huh. I think what we do is we commission semi-publicly. I don't like the idea of. Uh, sorry, I just I don't like the idea of leaving it where we don't know where it is. No, I suggest we put it exactly where we know it is. So I suggest we have the blacksmiths, so and this my could be point probably is the... not having our eyes on it. But we will have our eyes on it at all times. Well, this is what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? We basically have a solid welded shut iron box made. We have it done, so it's knowledge we have to do it mm-hmm. we weld it into a bunch of chains put it in our most in it, put it in the thing so it looks to all intents and purposes there anyone who wants to come in has to take the thing with it meanwhile we simply bake this into a loaf of bread that we just have right in the study with one slice cut off so it looks like halfway through a sandwich if you can imagine the place get rifled, people are not going to look in that. We have eyes on it at all times. Unless they get hungry. Well, that's true, but we just simply put it in our private. We make sure there's always someone, and we basically take watches with it, essentially. Except for when we need to go out and do things. Mm, this is just for my point is I don't disagree with these. This the safe as a misdirection idea. Mm. It's not that they have to take with them. Do you? But guess... I don't like the idea of not having it on you. Having it, yes. Okay. If I it's can... on us, we can defend it. I see that. The problem is, if it's on us, it's in us, so and it's also far more. It's easily a stolen or misplaced. So based off what you've shown us, it's only in us if you're making skin contact. That's true. And you can also. 
take the eye out as well. It's mm. true. We haven't experimented with the consequences of that yet. Or do you want to just bake the eye into another loaf of bread? Eye into a muffin? I just think it's hiding in plain sight. It's fooled us enough times, hasn't it, I feel it, like Jess? we're overcomplicating this situation Brandy. with pastries. <laughs> I think the pastries is overcomplicating it, and I think it can be stumbled across accidentally. Right. I think holding on to it means that we're taking responsibility for it. Yeah. Let's create the safe, but keep it on our person. I agree. Okay, sounds good. So, are you going up to meet your metal man? Yes. Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.